This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. You are listening to WQED's Voice of the Arts podcast. I'm Emily Bruner, and today we have the CEO of the August Wilson Cultural Center, uh, Janice Burley-Wilson, here to talk about the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival. Welcome to Voice of the Arts, Janice. Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you. Um, So the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival is happening next week, uh, starting on Thursday, September 14th, and running until Sunday the 17th. Uh, It's the biggest jazz festival in the city, with lots of big names in the world of jazz. Um, Janice, let's first talk about the two opening nights of the festival, Thursday and Friday. So who is opening the festival on Thursday night? Sure. On Thursday night, we start with a performance by a young artist named Madison McFerrin, who is the daughter of Bobby McFerrin, the legendary jazz vocalist, as well as another vocalist named Nigel Hall. And Nigel Hall is a musician's musician. He is um, someone that is um, revered by jazz musicians, rock musicians for his um, musical um, prowess on the piano and the Hammond B3, and he also has an amazing voice. And so they will both be performing on Thursday night here at the August Wilson African American Cultural Center um, in a program called the Uhuru Jazz Sessions, which is funded by the Doris Duke Charitable Foundation. And that that jazz session, that's something that's been going on here at the August Wilson Center for a little bit, right? We just started it in um, fall of 2022, so it's relatively new. Um, but it features um, musicians that are doing innovative things that have a sense of freedom to their, um, their work and um, are adventurous. We love to bring artists, especially those that don't get a chance to perform in Pittsburgh often and that the Pittsburgh audience doesn't get a chance to see very often. And so it's really about experimentalism and um, adventure and freedom. Uh, And on Friday night, there's a couple more people that are performing, and this time it's not just two, it's more. Um, And we have the amazing uh, Ladissi performing, who's amazing, as well as a couple other people, and there will be food. Can you tell me about that? So Friday night is our big kickoff for the festival. We have Ladissi performing her tribute to Nina Simone in the theater here at the August Wilson African American Cultural Center. After the concert, the Taste of Jazz Party will be in progress, and the Taste of Jazz Party features 13 restaurants from around the region offering samples of their most delicious dishes, as well as um, three different jazz bands performing in different parts of the building. And there's a DJ that will be playing too, so you can come and dance if you want, or you can sit in our various jazz clubs. I'm using air quotes with that because we create clubs throughout the building. Three different styles of jazz, Um, featuring Kevin Howard, who is from Pittsburgh, but is based in the Washington, D.C. area now, Jonathan Barber and Vision Ahead, who's based out of New York, and then Hub's Groove, which is a fun kind of funk group. They're from Cleveland. Yeah, so it's a really fun, lively night. Um, Tickets for Lettuce are sold out, but you can still purchase tickets for the Taste of Jazz, and the ticket for the Taste of Jazz includes all of the food and all of the performances happening. 13 restaurants, is that what you said? Wow. Yeah, um, some of them are um, Ritual House, um, uh, Velazzi's, um, Braddock's, um, Fogo de Chao, there are a number of them, but you can see all of that on our website. And how did you come to choose these restaurants and, and pair it with the jazz? Um, you know, we just reached out to some of the best restaurants here in the region and they, they agreed, which is, they're, you know, they agreed to work with us, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. 
that's that's very very exciting. Um, I love food and I love jazz. So there's <laughs> two great things, and it's all over the center. So there's many many things to view and listen to. Um, and then this we're not done yet. The festival still has two more days um, on Saturday and Sunday. Instead of at the center, it'll be at the Highmark Stadium. And I'm curious, why is it at the Highmark Stadium? Well, we moved to the Highmark Stadium um, because we can accommodate more people. We can ensure more safety measures are in place. Um, you know, when you go into a stadium for a game or a concert, your bags are checked, you walk through a metal detector, and the world is not always a safe place. We want to try to eliminate um, opportunities for people that don't have good intentions to change the outcome of our events. So we've moved there because they have great security systems and processes in place. And um, you could bring your kids, there's a kids zone, so you can really just enjoy the music spread out. There's lots of space. There's a beautiful view of the city. The river is right behind the stages with the, the skyline. Um, the um, incline is behind you as you're watching the stage. The music is going to be great. And, and we all usually have great weather, too. So it's a, it's a great way to spend the weekend. But we have music from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till about 9.30 at night on both days. And um, a variety of artists. So we have... Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are the production and musical team that are responsible for all of the Janet Jackson hits, um, and so many artists. You don't even, I mean, didn't realize how many artists they were responsible for um, working with throughout the, um, from the, the 1990s or the 80s to the present time. But this is a very rare performance. Mm -hmm. They don't do festivals. Wow. They're doing ours. <laughs> so we're probably the first. I don't know, but I've never heard of them being on a jazz festival lineup. Can I ask, how did you get them then? We just asked them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we just asked them, and they said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Um, so that's happening. We also have the Spanish Harlem Orchestra, mm -hmm. for those that love Latin music, salsa. Um, they are celebrating their 20th anniversary. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we have um, soul artist PJ Morton. Mm -hmm jazz legend Bob James. Um, we have a local, um, a locally based musician, Howie Alexander, who's actually performing right now in the building. Yeah, he's an amazing um, um, pianist, educator, um, just a, a great person and such an asset to the city. And we're so excited that he was available to do the festival and um, We'll see what you know what's ahead of him. But he's been I mean, he's still a young guy, but he's been working since he probably, you know, decades. Yeah. So he's a, he's a veteran, he's just a young veteran. But he'll be performing. We also have um, Greg Reporter, Kurt Elling, um, Gerald Albright, um, Chelsea Barrett, who is from Pittsburgh originally, but based in New York now. Um, Nicholas Payton, and then we're doing a tribute to hip hop and jazz with Keon Harold, um, hip hop artist um, Mumu Fresh mm -hmm. and Pharaoh Munch. Yeah, and it's, a, it's the 50th anniversary. Yeah, and Bob James actually is the most sampled artist really? in jazz. Wow, that's that's a good title. Now. Yeah, you know, um, and he probably he wasn't didn't know what hip hop was when he started, obviously. But probably when hip hop started, 
in the you know, 70s, he wasn't thinking that they would be borrowing his music. But yeah, he's the most sampled artist in, in hip hop. Yeah, so it's pretty, um, it's exciting that we're going to get him here, and he's still performing and touring um, and active, so it's really, it's, it's, we're really thrilled to have him on the lineup. And we'll be presenting him with a Luminary Award. Every year we present an artist that has been a sort of like a beacon or a shining light or a, um, an inspiration in jazz, and this year we're honoring him. That's wonderful. That's a great award yeah. to give to people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's so many people, and that's amazing. Who do you, is? Do you have a personal highlight? Someone you're really looking forward to? Uh, I love it all. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to everything. But I'm really looking forward to Madison McBaron and Nigel mm-hmm. Hall. They're not performing together, but Nigel Hall is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. I have um, over the years I've booked him a few times. Um, I booked him for first night in like 2015, 2014, maybe a little bit earlier than that. But he performs with a group called Lettuce. Um, if you're familiar with Lettuce, it's like a funk jazz group. He performs with Soul Live. He's from New Orleans. He performs with a lot of groups. John Cleary, who's a blues artist. He performs with a lot of different musicians, and you can hear him in all of their work. Yeah. But all of their work is very different, so he's very versatile. Um, I can't wait to get him here and to have him with his band. Um, also really looking forward to um, the Spanish Harlem Orchestra because I love salsa. <laughs> and they really put on a show. Yeah. And it's their 20th anniversary, so they're serious about the celebration. Oh, yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Exciting. That'll be exciting. And for somebody who doesn't do jazz a lot, um, like our main audience on our radio station, do you have like a suggestion about what day to go to to get like the most jazz seasoning out of it? I think they need to be there every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Um, maybe the the entire day is too long for them, but I encourage them to get there early so that they can hear. Chelsea Barrett, so they can hear Howie Alexander, um, so they can hear the future, mm-hmm. you know, the future of jazz, and then stay so that they can hear the people that are really um, influencing those artists. They're influencing students they're, that are influencing the other musicians that are coming before them, because we really try to, we start with the future, and then we kind of get to the, like at the end of the night, it's that, like the familiar, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's important to be there all day long. <laughs> but there's a lot to do. There, we have food trucks. You know, if you have kids, there's a kids zone. Um, there will be um, there's places where you can play games. Citizens is the lead sponsor for the festival, and they have a really great activation where you can play like a giant Jenga. You can play giant Connect Four, cornhole, and all that kind of stuff. Um, photo booth. Um, there's just a lot, a lot to do. Yeah. So it's it's a full fun day, and it's very comfortable at Highmark Stadium. You can spread out if you want to um, sit in the stands. You can do that. If you want to bring your own chairs and or a blanket, you can spread out on the lawn. Um, if you don't want to bring anything, you can purchase at a different level to get in the area where the chairs are already provided. You know, it just depends on what kind of experience you want. But kids are free, so if you have children bring them along you know um 
it's it's just a really it's a good time. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a great um, community event to bring it, it together, is. everybody. It is, and the thing that sets us apart from so many other festivals that are hap that happen in the city is that we are we are operating at a um, it's a world class festival. The musicians are, you know, they're world renowned musicians. The production value is extremely high. The sound is impeccable. I mean, it really is. We, we really work very hard to make sure that it's not just, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we really, um, we, we are on, we are competing with the other national festivals, international festivals around the world that are known for the being the best. And that, that's what we're striving for. So um, we've had 13 years of practice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just, you know, looking towards the next 13 years. And speaking of which, you started this festival in 2011, I believe. started planning and thinking about it and talking to a lot of the local musicians, like, the, like Roger Humphreys or Dwayne Dolphin, mm -hmm. Sean Jones was here at that time, talking about what would a festival look like here in Pittsburgh? What, what would be a good format for Pittsburgh. So I travel to festivals around the world to borrow <laughs> things that I think will fit with this community, fit in this com this community. So, you know, we have um, we have a jazz crawl like you might find in Chicago. You know, um, we have the um, combination of free and ticketed, the way that you see as you would see it in like Detroit or or Montreal. Um, and then, you know, jazz in the community, which you see in a lot of other places. We've had concerts leading up to, we'll have concerts leading up to next week mm -hmm. in libraries. We're collaborating with Carnegie Libraries of Pittsburgh. There are concerts in Brookline, Hazelwood, Homewood, um, Woods Run. Mm -hmm. We also have concerts at um, a place in Wilkinsburg called the East Ridge Cultural Center, which was formerly the Wilkinsburg Library. Mm. And we also have concert at a place called The Barn, which is Penhabern Garden Center in Penn Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are places that are doing, that are presenting, um, well, the libraries not so much, but the others. They present music all of the time, and we want to support their efforts, right? With the Jazz Crawl, we are highlighting those restaurants in the community that already present jazz. Mm. If they're doing it, they're, they're supporting the jazz scene. Mm -hmm. So we're highlighting them. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's all going on too. And then of course we're taking to the rails through Amtrak yeah. with the jazz train, which is um, first of its kind. Yeah. And this was um, something that um, Warren Evans, mm -hmm. who is the host, yeah. and um, Carolyn McClare, who is a PR guru, and myself came up with um, doing here uh, having a train that will leave out of New York, mm -hmm. stop in Newark, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, and then travel to Pittsburgh with live music on the train. Fun. What kind of live music? I'm interested. Did they bring a piano? Like, what yeah. did they? It's a jazz, it's a jazz train, jazz yeah. Train. So we'll have someone, Orrin Evans is a pianist, so we'll wow. definitely have a piano, maybe keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, I don't know about that big Yeah, keyboard, um, <laughs> bass, some horns, vocals. Yeah, so we'll see. It's our first time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that'll be so fun. Yeah, I'm actually going to travel to New York and then ride the train back. I'll probably be good and tired by Thursday night. Oh, oh yeah. Um, 
you might see me dragging a little bit over the weekend, but I might take a nap on the on the train. <laughs> the train, it's like yeah, it's like twelve hours. You could take a little nap. Yeah, so we leave out of, at eleven o'clock on Thursday, okay. out of New York, and we'll get into Pittsburgh about seven forty. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's not too bad. Eight not hours. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And music and fun and games and cards and oh, Uno and, go by and quick. <laughs> yeah, eating some good food and you know drinking some wine or soda or whatever it is that you like to to enjoy and I think it's going to be a really good time yeah. and it's something that if it works we're going to do it again yeah. yes. mm-hmm. I was going to say a lot of other festivals that are looking at this to see if it works because <laughs> they're interested they're too interested too yeah. yeah and I'm sure Amtrak is interested to see if this Amtrak works. has been Amtrak has been good to work with yeah mm-hmm. and they really want it to be successful as well so um, we, we'll start planning for next year after we get through this train ride. <laughs> but people will travel here. The train is full, it's sold out. So we have people traveling to Pittsburgh and then they will travel back on Monday morning. Okay. The train leaves at 7.30 in the morning. So hopefully nobody misses the train. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> yeah, because we tend to keep late nights with yeah, the festival. Yeah, the festival. Yeah. Well, that'll be really exciting. Um, you covered a lot of it. That's great. Um, and I wanted to ask, like, why did you decide to do a jazz festival here in Pittsburgh? What was your motivation besides living here? Well, Pittsburgh is a jazz town. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great musicians that are living here and working here. Um, some of the um, iconic, kind of like influential, innovative musicians that have influenced jazz from the beginnings of jazz came from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Billy Strayhorn, Billy Eckstein, Mary Lou Williams, Earl Father Hines, you know, Earl Garner, they're all from here. George Benson, yeah. um, Roger Humphreys, you know, they're from here. And um, we had a jazz festival for many, many years. We had a jazz festival in the 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was started by George Ween, actually, and Mary Lou Williams. Wow. And then we had the Mellon Jazz Festival, mm-hmm. um, and then it went away. And so there was about 10 years where we didn't have a festival, um, like from the late 90s through the 2000s. And then I, I had started another jazz series, like a, a, just a weekly jazz series here. Um, and that was like the natural the progression. Natural yeah, yeah. Like we have this, let's get to that. Yeah. We should have a festival. And um, also wanted to encourage tourism mm-hmm. to the city. Yeah. And we have people that come from all over the country for the festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hotels are, are booked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they fly stuff. in and or take the train now. <laughs> take the train, yeah. And um, yeah, we have people that have been coming to the festival for years from California, Detroit, Chicago, um, Toronto, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. I'm building upon the legacy that so many others mm-hmm. have um, have set. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my part. Continuing. That's right. And someone will come along and build upon what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a, you know, a cycle. Yeah. Yep. And I got one more question I got to ask is, uh, um, are tickets still available? Absolutely. Now, tickets for um, the Thursday night show are available, but there's limited seating there. Mm -hmm. So those are going to go fast. Tickets for Lettucey are sold out. Mm -hmm. Tickets for the Taste of Jazz Party, there are still some available, but... Yeah, I mean, there are 13 restaurants. It's like, you know, you can, for the price of the ticket, it would cost you that per person to eat in one of the restaurants that, you know, if you had a a full meal. Um, Saturday and Sunday are not sold out. VIP is sold out. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but there are still plenty of seats available in the stands, on the lawn. If you decide you want to sit on the lawn, bring a chair or a blanket or whatever it is that you need to be comfortable, or you can sit in the stands where the chairs are already provided. What kind of experience you want. And rain or shine? Rain or shine, yeah. Bring money so that you can eat at the, with the food trucks. Yep. Well, that's wonderful. Um, Janice, I think we've covered everything, haven't we? I think so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.